and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, back with a brand new episode here in The Truth. Back with a brand new episode of Waking Up With The Truth here as we are waking up on a beautiful Sunday morning, December 17th, 2023. Again, I am currently in Arizona, so I got a kind of ghetto mic set up here, so I don't know how the sound quality is. I'm usually, I'm actually holding the microphone with my hand because my mic stand broke. It just goes to show why I needed the new microphone up at my college and kind of how I wasn't able to bring that microphone down to Arizona. So it's unfortunate, but it's part of it. Hopefully we're going to be able to get through it and uh, things go well from there. Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and kick off our episode in the NBA. The Pistons were blown out once again, this time by the Milwaukee Bucks and matched NBA's third longest skid with a 23rd straight loss. It's been actually insane to see how much games or how many games I should say they've lost uh, it's been very disappointing to see for the Pistons. The Pistons have continued to struggle on a consistent basis, and it's been one of those things that's just been very unfortunate for them. Like They've just struggled so mightily. They've lost 23 straight games, currently sitting right now in last place in the East with a 2-24 record. I had said earlier, I guess at this point, the, the thing that they should do is they should just go ahead and just break the record, and you can say that something happened you know, in a, in a positive manner by breaking an M- NBA record. So we'll see what happens with the Pistons, but they don't look like they're going to win a game anytime soon. Joel Embiid scores 42 as the 76ers hand the Hornets' worst loss in franchise history. The 76ers beat the Hornets 135-82. to Can't do the math off the top of my head, but I think that's a 53-point victory. Yeah, it's been very uh, disappointing for teams like the Hornets and the Pistons. Hornets are slightly better, though, with a 7-17 and record, and the 76ers are third in the Eastern Conference with an 18-7 and record. The Hornets are also playing without LaMelo Ball, as he has been injured for a period of time now. Suns' Bradley Beal likely out multiple weeks with an ankle injury. He's likely to miss multiple weeks due to the ankle injury he suffered in Friday's loss to the Knicks. The testing showed no serious ankle damage for Beal, who has only played six games since joining Phoenix from the Washington Wizards this summer. He is only averaging 14.7 points per game, his lowest scoring average since his rookie year. But he's also taking a career low 11.5 shots per game. And that's expected, right? Bradley Beal coming over, first of all, a new team. Second of all, with the amount of all-stars that are on that team. You know, coming from the Washington Wizards in his past, like you would have more of an opportunity to have success. And that just isn't the case here for him now in the NBA, or at least with the Phoenix Suns. So it's going to be one of those things that's just been insult to injury. It seems like it's going to be an injury-riddled season for Bradley Beal. It's something that he continues to struggle with on a consistent basis. So obviously for him, he wants to get back on the right foot and get on the court. But it looks like he's going to miss multiple weeks. It seems like he was going to be back and healthy. But um, it's been one of those things that's been unfortunate to see. Hopefully he's able, he is able to come on the court sometime soon. The Suns could definitely use him. The Suns are 13-12 and 12 right now. And they're currently sitting 10th in the Western Conference, which is a bit of a surprise. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar undergoes surgery. He broke his hip at a concert. Kind of interesting. He underwent surgery for a broken hip Saturday after falling at a concert in Los Angeles. He was attending a show Friday night when he was injured. Paramedics at the undisclosed venue responded that the 76-year-old was taken to Ronald Reagan Medical Center. It's just one of those things that was uh, very interesting. Obviously, he was one of the best players, if not the best player of all time. Obviously, starting there at UCLA and then over with Los Angeles. Shit, who did he play for? I don't even remember. I think the Bucks, Los Angeles. Really not a good podcast to remember or quote Karima Julia Bar played, but it was just something worth noting. He is 76, so something serious there undergoing surgery, but hopefully he's able to come back on the right swing of things and have some success down the line. And well, not necessarily success, but health success, I should say, down the line there. And I mean, he'll be able to get back 
on the court sometime soon because he's definitely going to get on the court, right? He's 76 years old. I don't know why I'm joking like this. In all seriousness, I hope his health is good and he moves forward there. In the NFL, Rodgers expected to be cleared to play in Week 16. He's likely to be medically cleared for next week's game against the Commanders. He could receive clearance from the Achilles injury he suffered in the season opener. He isn't guaranteed to be in the lineup for the Week 16 matchup. Rodgers and the team will discuss whether or not he ultimately returns to the action. Much of the decision could come down to a result of Sunday's divisional game against the Miami Dolphins if the Jets have a chance at the postseason. Yeah, you know, I think at this rate, I might as well just play Aaron Rodgers. He said he was going to come back from injury. Are the Jets going to make the playoffs? Probably not. What's the worst thing that happens? He gets injured again and he's out for the offseason, right? Like he's already <laughs> going to be out for a period of time. Yeah, I guess he could tear his Achilles again or his ACL, but I don't know. I think it'd be nice to see him on the field there, especially for the Jets, and just see – can he get some to shake the rust off? Because you don't want him to come back next season and not be able to have success. Or you don't want him to come back next season and continue to struggle, right? Like you want to make sure that he's as good as possible, you know, and, and is able to, um, going to be able to be on the field as, as soon as he can. And I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with this Jets team and if they're going to be able to not only make the playoffs, but if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back, right? Because if Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to come back, just opens up a floor of opportunity for the Jets, even if they are sitting with a 5-8 and eight record right now. They would drop to 5-9. and nine. Good math there, now with three weeks left in the season. So we'll see uh, We'll see for sure what happens there. But, you know, you'd like to get Aaron Rodgers back, long story short. Patriots are undecided on Belichick's future. Uh, Bill Belichick isn't sealed with four games remaining in the regular season. Robert Kraft has not come to a firm conclusion on what will happen next regarding New England's head coaching position. How New England finishes the season will play a factor in Belichick's future. Patriots were rumored to be leaning toward not keeping the 71-year-old Belichick after the 23 season. It was believed that New England made the decision to move on from the Super Bowl-winning coach following a 10-6 loss to the Colts in November. I don't know, man. Look, at the end of the day, Bill Belichick is probably one of the best coaches of all time. I give him a lot of the credit there for the, wor the World Series, the uh, Super Bowls that they've had in the past, right? Uh, I think Bill Belichick would be good for the Patriots. I think he's a good coach. He doesn't even call the plays, right? Like, you can't blame him for their offensive struggles or defensive struggles, right? Like, I mean, I guess you can put some of the blame because he is the head coach. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I just don't see why blame would be necessary in this situation. But who knows? Um, it's been one of those things that's, that's going to be interesting to see. But I think he's going to continue to coach. I think he doesn't want to give up coaching anytime soon. I think, again, maybe he goes to a team like the Chargers. That would be a culture shift. He does like the beach, though. The NFL finds Chiefs Andy Reid and Mahomes for criticism of officials. Yeah, I mean, good. I mean, it's like exactly what you expect. <laughs> uh, they deserve it. Bengals Jamar Chase sustained an AC joint sprain and win versus the Vikings. I don't know if he's going to be out next week for the Bengals. He'll undergo further testing, I believe, on Sunday. Um, so we'll see what happens there. You know, obviously, Jamar Chase, it seemed like he was dealing with an injury, came back on the field, and it's been one of those things uh, that has definitely hurt them. And, uh, you know, they're able to come away with a victory, but especially if they want to make a run at the postseason, um, then they're going to be able to, to have some success there. Mike Tomlin promises to make changes after benching Trubisky in loss versus the Colts. Mike Tomlin is tired of losing. He dropped, or the Steelers dropped their third straight, and 30-13 uh, at Indianapolis on Saturday promised changes. Tomlin didn't sp provide specifics in the immediate aftermath of another dismissal offense performance, but it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers could have a new starting quarterback next week. Looks to be the best option is going to be – wow, I'm really drawing a blank. My mind is hurting. 
Um, the guy that got a helmet slapped across his face from Miles Garrett. Mason Rudolph. There we go. Wow, I am tired this morning. Um, it looks like they're going to go ahead and give him a shot. Unless they have another quarterback. I don't believe so. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's there, but he's been injured. So I'm guessing if they're going to go with a different quarterback, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. And we'll see if they're going to be able to have some success. That loss there for the Colts definitely just dropped their playoff chances because the AFC is just so crowded. and It's going to be one of those things that uh, is interesting to see. Titans are starting Case Keenum over Davis Mills versus the Titans. I kind of forgot they had Case Keenum. Kind of weird to believe Case Keenum's the third-string quarterback, but he's playing the NFC Championship game. Has had success as a starting quarterback. And with C.J. Stroud out, you want to go to the veteran there in Case Keenum to help the Texans in the postseason. Because, right, the Texans are currently sitting in the wild-card spot with a 7-6 and six record, tied with a couple of teams there. Um, the Broncos lost yesterday. The Bengals did win. But if they're able to win, the Texans are going to be 8-6. and six. The Browns lose. There's four teams with an 8-6 and six record, pending the Bills matchup uh, this week as well. So a lot of things to play for there. Obviously, C.J. Stroud's helped them all along, but since he's going to be out, I think that's a good choice going with Case Keenum there. Pittman, a scary concussion after headshots from Steelers. Casey, I believe he was ejected from that game there. Definitely interested to see if he's going to be out for a period of time. That was a nasty hit. I don't recommend looking at it unless you want to see some gross. Giants activate Darren Waller from injured reserve ahead of game versus the Saints. Giants, man, as Saquon said, they're back into the postseason this week. Uh, the 21-day practice window for Waller was activated this past week. He was a limited participant in Thursday and Friday's practice. It was listed as questionable in the team's final injury report. He had missed the last five games after sustaining a hamstring injury in Week 8. So, obviously, for the Giants, probably glim hopes there in the wild card. I mean, they are technically still alive with a 5-8 and eight record. But, you know, you expect them to... Um, you know, probably missed the postseason this year. Darren Waller's been a disappointment. Tommy DeVito's been great as of late, but getting Waller back would definitely make them competitive, which is uh, which is good. Rams, Aaron Donald downgraded to questionable versus the Commanders with a groin injury. That would be a huge loss there for the uh, the Rams if you know he isn't able to give it a go. Right, obviously he's a very very successful uh, defensive player, one of the best def- defensive players of our generation. So. That would definitely hurt them there. And again, the Rams are right there in the playoff mix as far as standings are concerned. Same with a 6-7 and seven record right now, tied for third. Eagles, Darius Slay out for Monday Night Football after undergoing knee surgery. Eagles cornerback Darius Slay won't play Monday night against the Seahawks after he underwent arthroscopic knee surgery, Sirianni announced Sunday. Sirianni did commit to a potential return dating, simply stating, we'll see. Guesses are he'll probably be out for the remainder of the season, at least the regular season, which would definitely hurt the Eagles there. Uh, but it's been one of those things that obviously, you know, you look at a guy like him and you want him to have success. But at the end of the day, like these surgeries are tough and it's hard to come back from, especially in season. Darius Slay getting up there a little bit in age, um, you know, obviously would like to be uh, be in a good good standing there. And Lions Teddy Bridgewater says he plans to retire after 2023. Teddy B looks to be done in the NFL, which honestly is very sad. I love Teddy B. I wish Teddy B the best. Um, I think he said he was going to switch to coaching. Teddy B was never the same, obviously, after that devastating knee injury he had there with the Minnesota Vikings. I wish Teddy B had a little bit more of an established career. I you know Teddy B was my guy, and I'm unfortunate to see that happen there. But good for Teddy B. It's probably the right thing. They got a lot of uh, potential. Obviously, Jared Goff, Hendon Hooker, who hasn't played this season. They have a pretty solid quarterback room, and so they're going to have some success. But I love Teddy B, and like I said, it's just unfortunate to uh, to see where this can go. Or I shouldn't say unfortunate to see where this can go, but um, it's unfortunate to see him in this position that he's in. But, you know, I wish him the best. I think he's 31, 32, something like that, so he's kind of relatively young, but 
you know, he's just never materialized after that injury. Major League Baseball, Dodgers' Dave Roberts says Otani open to play in outfield if Elbow is healthy. I believe Otani has played in the outfield in years past. Um, he may add another position to his return once his arm back at full strength. He will serve solely as a designated hitter in 24. Excuse me, because of the elbow surgery. Although David Roberts said that Otani and David Roberts talked about playing outfield late in the year, depending on the status of his elbow. Obviously, you're paying this guy $2 million a year, even though it should be $70 million a year. If he's able to play in the outfield too, it'd be crazy. Obviously, I feel like it's not a good situation to, you know, do this as far as getting, you know, pitching and outfield, but he's not going to be pitching. It can help build up some arm strength and get him good to go for when he pitches next season. Dodgers officially inked glass on a five-year, $136.5 million deal after a four-player trade with the Rays. The Rays dealt glass on Manuel Margot for pitcher Ryan Pepe and outfield Johnny DeLuca. Um, cash is also being announced in this deal. So again, the Rays are sellers and as part of it, but at the end of the day too, like this is exactly what the Dodgers were looking for. This is exactly what the Rays were looking for. And um, it's just something that seems like it's going to benefit both sides. Their biggest question mark is can Tyler Glass not stay healthy and what success could they have with him? Thank you guys for listening to another episode here on The Truth. If you guys did enjoy it, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth as one is to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information you don't want to miss. Make sure you guys also follow The Truth on Instagram and TikTok at the.tt.truth. As we do an Instagram Live every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then post the highlights and clips from those Instagram Lives on our Instagram and TikTok pages. Are you looking to find a drink that offers peak hydration, raises your energy levels, speeds up your recovery, and keeps your mind sharp to focus and memory? Look no further than with Acid Rainwater. I'm excited to partner with Bloodline Sports AZ and Acid Rainwater, which focuses on peak hydration and productivity, while also maintaining an ecosystem-friendly product. Use code HESSEN15 for 15% off every purchase. As always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing off. Take care, and good night. (music) 